Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, the third day of December, 2023. I'm a bit puzzled. There is a balloon of some sort floating across the northern tier of the United States, quite likely from China. Yet our government does not want to shoot it down for fear of debris might hurt a civilian. Take it down and find out who and what they are doing. Maybe it is some harmless guy in a lawn chair or an experiment gone wrong. But if it is another country trying to overfly us, that is a different matter. But on the other hand, I can't use that line without thinking of Fiddler on the Roof. With a state-of-the-art of satellite technology, most countries can see what they want. China's satellite network is reported to be second only to ours. One has to wonder how much of the technology has been freely given to them by some of our past presidents. But beyond nefarious plots, the second guy to develop anything has a much easier and less costly path. The first paper money is issued in the Americas by the colony of Massachusetts in the year 1690. Illinois Territory is created in 1809. Recall that the borders of the United States was in the early years the Mississippi River. Virginia had given up its claim to lands north of the Ohio River. This region between the Ohio and the Mississippi Rivers was called the Old Northwest. As states and smaller territories were carved out from the east, new ones were created from the remnants. The 1809 Illinois Territory comprised the present-day states of Illinois, Wisconsin, and a portion of Minnesota. Cheesemaking, like most factories today, began as a cottage industry, small family enterprises that were often part of larger firms or other efforts. In 1815, the first commercial factory to make the ancient food is established in Switzerland. The 15th Amendment is ratified in 1870. It guarantees voting rights to male citizens regardless of race or previous servitude. The Constitution initially said very little about voting rights, leaving the matter of voting to the states. The 15th begins the idea of national right to vote concept. It defined that males of any race could vote. By this time, some states had allowed blacks and women to vote. By its precise wording, typical of legal ease, it excluded women and required the 19th Amendment a few years later. The 17th, 19th, and 26th all further expanded the right to vote to a larger group. The 17th was a major change for our federal government. Prior to it, senators were chosen by each state in a manner they chose. The initial idea was Senate was the state's house. The 17th called for senators to be elected by a popular vote, greatly shifting the concept of the states. Albert Spaulding invests $800 to start a sporting goods company in 1876. Spaulding was a pitcher for the Chicago White Sox and a major promoter of the National League. Over time, things have changed. Today, Spaulding is the manufacturer of basketballs for the NBA. Rawlings makes baseballs for the major leagues and Wilson footballs for the NFL. Today, Spalding is owned by Berkshire Hathaway. Phineas T. Barnum buys his world-famous elephant, Jumbo, in 1882. Jumbo was about 22 years old at the time. He was born in Sudan, Africa, moved to a Paris zoo, and later the London Zoo, before he sold to Barnum and sent to the United States. The sale created quite a stir. First, there was a concern the large animal was becoming aggressive and might cause a public disaster, and he was a public favorite in London, and considered a cultural loss. Barnum purchased the animal for $10,000, a price worthy of the animal's size in the day. The investment paid well. 
Barnum recouped his cost in the first three weeks, and the 31-week circus season netted one and three-quarter million dollars, largely on the back of its new star. Barnum, the circus, and elephants were an important trifecta until animal rights groups pressured for their retirement in 2018. The move, while politically correct, was the death knell for the world's greatest show and a textbook example of how the left destroys everything it touches. We could have a long discussion how the circus paid for a large elephant sanctuary in Florida and study of the animal. Ringling.com reports that ticket sales will begin March 14th for a new and no doubt disappointing circus. There will be no elephants and no train. Even the clown college is gone. It seems that contentious presidential elections are more common than we like to believe. The early 1880s were a constant string with competing slates of electors and accusations of partisanship flying in all directions. Congress in 1887 passes the Electoral Count Act. Essentially, each state must certify its electors in a matter they choose. Court precedence has set a date six days prior to the meeting of the Electoral College as the deadline. Current ballot counting has created an issue where state legislators now know if their decision will swing the outcome, again resulting in a partisan debacle. 1959 is the day the music died. The efforts we went to during the Cold War, and maybe even today, is mind-boggling. Beginning in 1961, the Air Force keeps a doomsday plane in the air continuously in the event the Strategic Air Command's center was destroyed. That post is believed to be deep inside a mountain near Colorado Springs. The program was ended about 1991. Two iconic songs from the 70s are in the news today, neither particularly good in musical terms. We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we never know. It's the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Stone. Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Yeah. Wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone? That's a very, very good idea. 1973, Dr. Hook. Cover of the Rolling Stone enters the top 40 and will peak at number six. Six years later, YMCA by the Village People peaks at number two. Jockey Bill Shoemaker retires in 1990 after 40,350 horse races. Marge Schott is in the news in 1993. The outspoken Cincinnati Reds owner was given a one-year suspension for racist comments. The other day, I watched one of those man-on-the-street interviews about tax brackets in the United States. Now, I know those things are highly edited, but it's amazing how little folks know about what was once called civics. It brings to question the whole idea of everyone should vote. The question du jour was, what are tax brackets? The related point, do the rich pay their fair share? Here in the United States, we have a progressive tax rate system, which... Set of charts you use depends on your filing status, single, married filing jointly, or separately. The takeaway point is we stick it to the single folks. The whole thing is a mess and the reason we have an entire industry to help folks file their taxes. Let's talk about the single filer. Below $12,950, the H&R Block site says you may not need to file at all. 
Then there are five brackets, each paying a higher rate. The first $10,000, everyone pays 10%, unless you don't need to file. The next roughly $30,000, you pay 12%. Bracket three is 22% for the next amount up to $89,000. Bracket four covers $89,000 to $170,000. This is where a lot of folks live and work. While it sounds like rich folks, if you have a $30 an hour job that requires a lot of overtime, $90,000 is not out of the realm of realistic. Anything else is taxed at a whopping 24%. That $45 an hour overtime is now $34. Effectively, you are paying 14% on all your income if you're near the bottom of the bracket. As you go up, it gets worse. There is an interesting calculator at Forbes.com that calculates taxes and allows you to select a state so you can see what you might pay in different states. For fun, look at California or New York versus Texas or Florida. Bracket 5 goes up to 431000 and is 32%. Then there are still two more brackets with the top paying 37%. The simple fact is, if you're working for anything other than a minimal $20 an hour job, you're being soaked to cover for the population that does not need to file. That's history and comment for the third day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.